Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, business growth pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805 Talking Small Business. I'm your host, Andrew Frazier, and excited to be back with you once again on Tuesday evening. Um, hopefully you had a great week. Um, happy spring. Now that we're in the spring season, it's nice that um, the days are getting a little bit longer, so it's not getting dark so early. Um, and also, you know, this is a good season for, for business, um, you know, as it gets warmer, you know, there's more opportunities for many businesses to um, to sell and grow and get in front of more clients as people are more outdoors. So um, definitely looking forward to, um, you know, growth and continued success with your business. Um, as as you know, my goal is to help one million and eight businesses by 2028. Um, helping them to grow revenue, increase profitability and obtain financing. And this is one of the initiatives that we have to do that. We've got several additional ones. We'll talk about those as we go. Um, but this year, we're gonna have a big focus on marketing and sales, because that's your most important job. And that's the key to growing your business and making more money. So today, our topic is uh, has to do with uh, marketing. Um, you know, we've got special guest Stan Robinson and really talking about the new rage chat gbt and how can you use that for your business so um let me invite, invite our guest stan robinson and you know what is chat gbt and how can it help my business hey good evening stan how are you doing tonight good evening andrew excellent thanks good okay. to be here excellent excellent well definitely glad to have you here Appreciate the guests joining us as well. Hey, Roberta, thanks for joining us once again. Um, looking forward to you know really great um, show. Um, Stan, you know, known you for a long time. You try and stay ahead and with the technologies. Um, so it's great to be able to talk to you about ChatGBT. But before we do that, let's take a second and just um, talk a little bit about your journey. Um, you know. How did you get to where you are? What are some of the key things that you learned? And, you know, we'll cover that, take a few minutes before we really jump into the topic. Cool? Very good. Very good. Well, the, the short version is that um, 
I spent a number of years in uh, in corporate America in different types of organizations, ranging from banking to publishing to nonprofit and uh, technology. And my most recent roles were primarily in sales in the technology field, it's software, some hardware companies. And for the past, oh, about going on 12 years, I've been working as an independent consultant doing digital sales training with a focus on helping businesses and professionals use digital tools like LinkedIn and much more recently, uh, tools like ChatGPT for branding, for sales, for building pipeline and uh, as part of their marketing strategy. So I've spent a lot of time training corporate teams on how to use tools like LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, employee advocacy tools that help them to raise their visibility. And oh, about three months ago, ChatGPT appeared on, uh, on everyone's radar. Now, I didn't hear about it when it first came out. Um, I only heard about it and started playing with it, oh, about uh, a month or so ago. But it's very easy to see how powerful a tool it is and how it can help you to be much more productive. There are just certain things as we talk that you want to be aware of as far as the technology and what it can and cannot do. So I'm sure we'll be getting into that. Okay. Excellent. So yeah, definitely look forward to getting into that. Um, you know, this evening we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of stuff. Um, so definitely as you're as you're here, um, please feel free to comment, ask questions. You know, what we we do this for you to help you um, be more successful. Um, before we jump into it, just want to take a second. We do this through the Small Business Pro University, so it'd be good to know what is the Small Business Pro University? So we'll take a minute to find that out. Do you own your business or does it own you? Is your business growing and are you making enough oh. money? As a business owner, there are so many things you need to know to become more successful. Hello, my name is Andrew Frazier, the Business Growth Pro and CFO. I created the Small Business Pro University for you. Small Business Pro University has self-paced, dynamic, multimedia learning experiences created by more than 20 instructors who are business owners just like you. Small Business Pro University will empower you to become a masterpreneur by learning the secrets to creating a successful enterprise to go from working in your business to working on your business. Take advantage of our strategic coaching program or just simply choose the courses that you need at www.sbprou.com we will empower you to thrive and not just survive and make more money in any business environment great um we're going to come back with stan but before we do that um mention a quick initiative that we have um the small business pro network encourage you to join us and um, you'll see more about it. But, you know, during the introductory phase, it's no cost and you'll be grandfathered in at no cost. So I'll put the um, link up top, you know, at the bottom and feel free to join as we go. So, um, all right. So Stan, um, 
you know, definitely chat B C P T G B T is um you know all the rage right now. But um yeah. you know everybody's heard of it and knows knows about it, but what really is it? <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good question and and Hopefully they'll find a way to shorten the name from Chat GPT. Uh, it, the last version was 3.5. Now it's GPT-4. So we'll come up with some type of shorter acronym. But all of us have interacted with usually a customer service um, chat bot. So we go to a website and then usually in the bottom left, we'll see, hey, how can I help you? And you just, you click on the little icon there and it says, you know, welcome, how can I help you? And you type in a question and it comes back with an answer. So chat GPT, you can view it as a chat bot that's powered by artificial intelligence. And the GP, GPT, G stands for generative, generative, P stands for pre-trained, and T stands for transformer. Now, you know, to, to an extent that really doesn't help us a great deal, but I wanted to mention that just to give you a little bit of context because we may talk about you know, how to use this tool or whether this tool should be used for search. Will this tool eventually replace Google and those types of things? One thing to keep in mind that is that when we say that this tool is generative, that means that it uses a combination of data that it's been trained on and algorithms to generate new responses. And the thing that blew my mind about, about this tool and what everyone is kind of shocked at is how human-like the responses are that you get back to queries. And the way that the system is doing that is it's been trained on huge volumes of data. Now, let me say this right up front. It hasn't been trained on everything that's on the internet. And one of my next research subjects is to, to try and find out more about how the data was selected that it was trained on. But the thing that I want you to keep in mind is that the purpose of this tool is to generate content in answer to questions. The data that chat GPT was trained on ended in 2021. So anything after 2021 is not in its toolkit of responses, so to speak. So that, that's the generative side, okay? It's used to generate responses to queries. The pre-trained is something that I already alluded to is the fact that it's been trained on a particular set of data. So even though it may appear to know everything that's on the internet, it does not. And the transformer is just 
it is software that takes language like queries that you type into chat and transforms it into a form that a machine can read and respond to. So that's where the GPT comes in. And now at a more practical level, mm -hmm. Andrew, when you say, what, it, what is it? Well, as soon as it came out, probably the first people to get a hold of it were kids in school. <laughs> and they quickly figured out, I mean, way before folks like me heard of this tool, that you get a test, you type in the test questions, and it's going to give you the answers. And so one of the things that educators have been scrambling to try to figure out is, okay, how do we manage this? And, and I'll leave it at that. That's just one of many, many applications. Okay. So that's even better than Cliff Notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. And, yeah. So, um, yes, but yeah, I mean, definitely, um, you know, this is, you said it's powered by AI. Um, I didn't realize that it was a, you know, certain data set. So does it yeah. learn? And, you know, as it does stuff, is it continuing to learn or is it still focused on just the data set that's in it? Great question. And and I'm trying to get a, a straight answer to that because I asked ChatGPT that question. So one of the things that I'm learning is when I think of a question about ChatGPT, first place I'm going to go is ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Now... Sometimes it's going to come back and say, oh, and I forget the actual wording, but since I'm a natural language processing AI tool, I can't do this, this, and this. Like, in other words, Stan, I can't answer that question. But in answer to your question, it what it learns from your interactions will be incorporated in the tool, but not in real time. Okay. So I'm sure that behind the scenes, the owner of ChatGPT, OpenAI, is using all the data from users to put into the data set that it's using to train the system going forward. Okay. But it's not learning in real time from you such that it can take what you give it and then turn around and incorporate that new information into its responses. Now, as you go back and forth, you ask ChatGPT a question, it gives you an answer. You can ask for more detail. It feels like that's what it's doing. But as you said, it's been trained on a particular data set. The information we give it will be used, I'm sure, to update it, but not immediately, if okay. that makes sense. Okay. So no, that that makes sense. So, you know, definitely, um, you know, this is a little bit like science fiction. You know, um, if you're my age, you may remember War Games. Um, you know, if not Terminator. Terminator. Um, yeah. You know, when when is Chat GBT going to become self aware and take over? Well, the the good news is that the even though chat GPT generates responses that sound like it's talking to, to a person, which was one of the 
um, there's something called the Turing test. Okay. Because because artificial intelligence, the technology, or what we call artificial intelligence, goes back to the mid '50s. I think the coin was termed around 1956, and the Turing test was developed by um, Alan Turing. If anyone watched the movie, I think it was called The Imitation Game, where it talked about how cryptographers were able to break Nazi codes. And one of the lead scientists on that project was a guy named Alan Turing. And the reason I mention that is because when it comes to machine intelligence, he developed something called the Turing test, which basically said that when machines reach the point where when you're interacting with a machine, you can't tell whether it's a machine or a human because the machine is that good at interacting with you. That's kind of the point at which we're in real trouble, so to speak. But in answer to your question, there are different forms of AI I'm learning. Generative AI is just one. There's something else called general artificial intelligence, which is closer to what you're talking about, which is the ability to learn from itself, to reprogram itself in real time such that eventually anything involving intelligence, the machine can do better than humans. Okay. We're not there yet. Chat GPT is a distant cousin of that because it's not using the same type of technology that they'll need to use to do, to do that. Okay. So now, you know, you've got chat, chat GPT, but also, you know, you know, my understanding is that, there's other similar platforms yeah. like Google and other places haven't may not have released theirs yet. Um, you know, how do you think that's going to impact it? And, and what may those platforms be able to do that chat GPT doesn't do now? Good question. And, and that's one that literally it's funny. I just got an email from Google today, and some of the people on this call may be getting these emails from Google to get on the wait list for their AI tool that'll compete with ChatGPT. Okay. Now, I haven't seen any of the videos, but I understand that Google tested a similar tool or tried to demo it. I think it was called Baird or Bard, B-A-R-D, mm-hmm. and it crashed. It, it didn't, which... You know, this is Google and they, they do a public demo and the tool doesn't. And I say it crashed. It's it, not like it stopped working from what I understand. I haven't seen the demo, but it did not do what it was supposed to do. Okay. Okay. So Google already has something. Facebook has a tool out there. I don't know the name of it. It may be Lambda, but but don't hold me to that. So the point being competitors are already there. Mm-hmm. They haven't gotten the same type of airtime and play because they're probably a little bit behind where okay. OpenAI is. For us as consumers, I mean, the good news is that we'll have choices and mm-hmm. that these tools will only get better. The bad news is we have to go through the process of trying to figure out, okay, which ones are going to be the best ones to do what we want to do because most of us would rather just kind of like have one tool 
rather than a zillion tools, just like we really have one master password that's, right. you know, but, but we're not there yet. Okay. Okay. So we got a comment from Mark Anthony Jenkins. Um, and, and I think it's right on time. Um, it says, you know, been using G chat GPT for a month and it's awesome. And he's learned a lot. Um, and, you know, I'd like to follow that up with, um, you know, there's a lot of new technologies that are coming out mm -hmm. and, you know, they all say they're going to change the world, but from a small business owner impact, many of them haven't materialized the way that you would have expected. Um, you know, yeah. blockchain, you know, it's big, it's being used by big companies, but, you know, as a small business outside of the um, cryptocurrencies, which you probably don't want to be in right now anyways, yeah, you're not really using blockchain. Right. Um, the metaverse, you know, it's out there, it's being used some, but you know, we're not really doing much in the metaverse and um, I guess Facebook's giving up on it or whatever. So, um, you know, that hasn't really materialized the way we expected it to, but it looks like chat GPT is actually becoming useful yeah. for small business owners and what they, what they do, um, which is great. And, um, you know, because of that, what would you say the key things that business small business owners uh, can use chat should be using or look to use chat gpt for yeah let me start with those and then i want to kind of circle back to what normally happens with with technology in terms of kind of this curve of, of super excitement and then a, what's called a trough of disillusionment, I think they call it, and then a curve that slowly goes back up as people's expectations become more realistic again, and they figure out how they can really start using some of these tools to actually improve productivity instead of their kind of being tools that are looking for a solution, so to speak. But the biggest thing that at least that I've seen so far that small businesses can use this tool for is content creation, hands down. Most people do not like to write. Okay, and writing either, uh, if you're doing it, it's time consuming and it can be painful if you don't like to write, or you can pay someone else to do it, someone else to do it which is expensive if you want to get it done well. One of the things that ChatGPT can do is do some of the writing for you. So as one example, I was, was experimenting last night and I asked ChatGPT to create the outline of a business plan for a soul food restaurant in downtown Newark. And it came back with, it was, it was about a two page outline that talked about everything from vision to marketing, to operations and the finances and so forth. I asked it to uh, give me a design for a website and it gave me the outline for a design for a website. 
I asked it to give me the some ideas for an outline for a flyer. It did that. I asked it to um, give me uh, an example of how to do a monthly budget for a restaurant like that. And it came back with a list of line items relevant to that type of establishment. So that's one example. But another one would be writing blog posts. And, you know, the thing about this tool is that there are more potential applications and questions that we can ask. And this is why it's good that so many people are jumping in and kind of testing it. Thanks, Mark. Yep, that's perfect. So as you can see what Mark mentioned, use ChatGPT to create content for his book and also to write a business plan for his business. Um, so whether it be blog posts, ebooks, full-length books, articles, emails, thank you, Daryl, writing a lease. So, so here's the thing, and yep, and it just keeps, they just keep coming, estimated financial projections. Now, having said all of that, uh, one of the things I'm still trying to figure out is why did this tool grow from start, I think back in November, November, December, to 100 million users in about two months, which is faster by far than any other technology has ever been adopted in the history of, of the world. I, I still don't have a good answer, but I think one of the reasons um, is because it represents kind of a democratization of artificial intelligence. And that's just another way of saying it is a tool that everybody can use for what they're doing on a daily basis. And it's user-friendly. So even though we've all been interacting with AI for years, it's been in the background. If you've ever shopped from Amazon, if you've ever used a social media platform, um, many websites, all of those use AI on the back end. But now this is a tool that we can use and you don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to be a data scientist. You don't have to be any of those things. You can be a fourth grader that's just trying to pass their test and you can use this tool to make things work. So I already mentioned content is one area. If you have someone that's familiar with a little bit with programming and knows how to work with APIs, application programming interfaces, you can use it as a, a chat bot for your business. Um, so those are, are just some. Now, what's coming and well i shouldn't say what's coming there are other similar tools that use artificial intelligence for image creation so for those that are doing design which is not my area so it's it's nothing that it's something i don't know anything about other than just looking at the pictures but there are tools out there like dolly and some other tools that allow you to become 
unbelievably creative when it comes to design. So those are kind of like uh, sister tools for a different type of application, but similar idea. You're using artificial intelligence to become more productive, more creative. So I'll stop there because there, there are other rapid holes that I could go down, but. Okay, no, that, that's that's excellent. Um, so, you know, so definitely for content and, you know, we'll, we'll go into it, but I think definitely you mentioned, you know, this is something anybody can use and it is sort of the first real time, you know, all you, all you got to do is ask it for what you want. You know, it's easy to use in Facebook, any social media and all those things. But, you know, with the, any technology, you know, it's only good, as good as the data and information that's in it. So, um, you know, it's, it's important to understand that you can't just have it do everything without looking at it. And the more input you give, the better your output's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so exactly. talk a little bit about, you know, how that works. Um, maybe if you have an example yeah. of sort of creating some content, what are some pra best practices around creating some content through chat GBT? Okay. Um, here's, here's the thing when it, and this is something that I'm I'm still learning about, and there there are resources and so forth out there um, on how to do this, and everyone is experimenting with it. But one of the things, and Mark and some of the others on on the call who started experimenting with, have found this out, I'm sure, is that the more specific the instructions you can give it, the better, and that you'll spend some time experimenting with how to word your queries so that they give you back relevant and good responses. And you know that the, there's a fancy term called prompt engineering. The prompt is just another word for the question that you type into chat. And when you do that, you're basically instructing chat GPT how to structure the response. And the, the cool thing is that you can ask it for a list of 10 bullet points about a subject. You can ask it to give you five paragraphs about a subject. You can ask it to, for it to write you a 500 word article about a subject. So Mark, in answer to your question, prompt engineering is just a fancy way of saying learning how to ask questions of chat GPT that give you the best responses. Now, Andrew, and this is one of the reasons I was looking forward to having this discussion with an engineer, because Andrew can help me with sanity checks as I try to learn about this technology. The old saying, garbage in, garbage out, as long as we're using data, that is never going to change. So one of the, the concerns about ChatGPT and other, not just artificial intelligence, but anything that's using data 
and relying on data to give you outputs is the answers you get back are only going to be as good as the data that the tool was trained on. So I come back again to the fact that this tool was trained on data sets up until 2021. Now, now later, if Andrew, if you remind me, I'll talk a little bit about what is coming or what we hear is coming. Um, we have two marks on the call. Thanks, Mark S. Mark and so one of the things that you want to do is when you ask ChatGPT to write you something, go back and edit it in your own voice. Do not take something that ChatGPT has written for you. And here I'm I'm talking about something that's longer than a headline or a subject line. You know, you can ask ChatGPT to give you 10 headlines for an article and it'll give you 10 headlines for an article and of course you're going to be specific about 10 headlines for an article about factors that companies need to consider when they're issuing guidelines for how their employees should be using chat gpt please give me 10 potential headlines or titles for an article about that subject if it's something short like a headline, ChatGPT will come back with 10 headlines. You may pick one and not have to tweak it at all. But anything longer than that, any type of blog post, article, social media post, you can ask it to write you a social media post about a specific subject. You want to read it over, edit it so that it's in your own voice. And one thing that I definitely recommend is read it aloud. And this is true for any writing. When you read something aloud, and I don't mean read it to yourself, I mean read it aloud so you can hear it. Because when you do that, you can immediately tell what types of things will trip you and if trip you up. And if you stumble over it as the person that's written it, in this case, in collaboration with ChatGPT, then your reader will stumble over it. So it's it's more work, but read the final product out loud to make sure that it reads smoothly, that you remove any things that kind of trip you up while you're reading them, and that it's at least close to your voice and that it doesn't sound stilted. That is super important because one of the things that people are most concerned about, understandably with technologies like this, is authenticity. Because from now on, one thing that is, is probably changed and will probably never change back is from now on, everyone's gonna assume that AI was somehow involved in virtually every communication that goes out from businesses and individuals that are communicating with, uh, especially with the public. Because now that this technology is here and people are using it, and unfortunately a lot of people are misusing it because they are just taking the content as is and just pasting it and not doing any edits, not doing any changes into their own voice. 
um, and so forth. And people are concerned about, you know, how do I maintain the humanity in this? Well, you've got to work with the tool, not let the tool lead you. So answer the, that that was a long answer to a short question. Okay. Was I, I at least in the ballpark in terms of what you originally asked about? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that was, was helpful. Um, you know, definitely, you know, one key thing is you can put more, um, you know, you, you can, you could actually put a lot of info in before it works on it on the AI part. So you could almost put a paragraph in and ask for two paragraphs and that'll make it a way better two paragraphs than if you just told it what you wanted it about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, I guess, the prompt engineering side of it. Yeah, yeah. And and there, believe it or not, there are already books on prompt engineering. It's it's just unbelievable. But okay. um, what, what I know I'm still trying to get my arms around, and I think I have a lot of company on this, is figuring out, okay, how do we make this tool work for us? And are there some situations where it doesn't make sense to change a thing because it's going to take us more time to try to use the tool for something that we could continue to do the same way that we've always been doing? And it still works. Mm -hmm. So where a lot of us are trying to get a handle on, okay, where can this tremendously increase productivity and where is it, you know, a, a technical solution looking for a problem to solve? But one area that people are already raving about is the content creation. Um, customer service is another one, and there, there, there are quite a few others. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you, Lori. There, there are already tools out there to try to detect AI created content, but believe it or not, there are other tools that you can plug AI created content <laughs> into that look like it hasn't been created well, by AI. Well, that, that's like the um, radar detector. You know, you got the radar detector, <laughs> then you got the anti-radar detector, and then you got the new radar detector. Um, yeah. So, but, um, but we got some comments from our, our resident tech expert, um, Computer Solutions Unlimited, Rob Leslie. So uh, yep. you know, just, you know, furthering um, what you said about, um, you know, the last, this within the last year, and then also, um, you know, a little bit of history on, um, yep. you know, chat GPA and, um, or, yeah. Chat GPT. So it needs a new name. I it think really, I'm gonna just, I think, yeah. I'm, I'm just call it Chatty. Uh, chatty. There you go. <laughs> that's sticky. much easier. Yeah, that's Chatty, and we can call it Chatty Four, and yeah. and and so forth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, definitely, you know, great points, great comments. Um, you know, I think definitely we wanted to make it uh, interactive discussion, and you know different perspectives and different people are using it different ways, which is great. Um, we're going to take a break for a sec, uh, just share some information about some of the things that we, um, that we, you know, we're doing here for people at Small Business Pro University. So, um, you know, 
a couple of the things that we do is many of you may know we do the power breakfast uh, conference for entrepreneurs and business owners three to four times a year and it's a great way to really learn best practices enjoy great networking and um you know gain useful knowledge so um here's a little bit about what the power breakfast is all about if you are looking to increase revenues improve profitability and or obtain financing for your business you need to check out the Power Breakfast and Small Business Pro conferences. My name is Andrew Frazier. One of the things we're here to do is supercharge your day. Today's Power Breakfast has really been a phenomenal experience. Uh, I think it's exactly what business owners need. Uh, some true guidance of people who are genuine and really are leading them in the true direction of business growth and expansion. The Power Breakfast is so important for the entrepreneurial community because it gives the various business people who come together an opportunity to interact and also do some business. These events hosted by Andrew Frazier, president and COO of Small Business Like a Pro will supercharge your debt. All right, welcome back to Leadership Live at 805. I'm here hanging out with Stan Robinson and we're talking small business. Um, you know, we're really going into and talking about chatty to see, um, you know, just how that can help you as a small business owner. And, you know, a little bit about, um, wanna start looking at, you know, what are some of the things that we can expect from it in the future? But before you answer that, um, Quick question from um, Daryl Spence. Um, you know, it's open source now. What are your thoughts on the future of it? Open source in terms of open source software and anyone being able to jump in. Um, if that's what you mean, the short answer is I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about the programming side and what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, to be able to give you a good answer to that one, Daryl. I wish I could be more helpful. Now, if you mean open source in the sense of having a free version that anyone can use, that's something totally different. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we can spell it either way. We'll, we'll have to decide whether it's chatty with two T's and a Y or so y'all decide yep. to let me know. Yeah. Um, but so depending on, you know, whether you were talking about open source in terms of open source software code, don't know. Okay. Don't know. Open source in terms of a free version and a paid version, probably. Um, I was looking at some uh, some information about what it costs uh, to run this thing, and some estimates estimated around three million dollars a month now for OpenAI to run this, okay, um, which is significant. Although when you're talking about Microsoft, they can afford it, but they do have a, a $20 a month version, which is, um, and for me, it's, it's worth the investment. Okay. And, you know, you can, it's a cancel anytime type of thing. Okay. But uh, so there's free version. The only challenge with the free version is that you can't always get in. As okay. many of us have found. 
<laughs> uh, the challenge with the paid version is that you can always get in if the system's up. Mm -hmm. So you notice the caveat because it was down for part of the day yesterday. But to my knowledge, that was the first time I'd seen that happen. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, yeah, so definitely um, that's that's key. Um, and, and maybe even like, you know, we can we can evolve it, maybe chatty G instead of chatty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Uh, As I said, y'all let me know. Yeah. I was up late last night, so I'm a little bit delirious, <laughs> so don't mind. Uh, but um, but definitely. So now for some of the future, you know, there's all kinds of great technology coming, you know, that's already out, coming out. You know, you can translate or transcribe stuff in real time. You can translate stuff in real time. Um, you know, where are we going? Are we going to need people anymore? Um, what is it that um, we should expect um, in the short term and the long term? Yeah, well, I'm glad we have Rob on the call because he'll give you the short answer. The machines are going to take over. Um, the, the, the question is the, uh, yeah, I did hear about the Stanford students being able to, to I guess, clone or copy it. Um, don't know how they do it. Those, those folks are smart there. But um, in terms of things coming up in the short term, things that will be included uh, in chat GPT-4, um, one will be image recognition, I believe. So in addition to being able to work with text, this will be able to do things like recognizing images. And uh, it's my understanding there's already technology out there such that you can take a picture of what you have in your fridge and the AI will create recipes for you based on everything you have in your refrigerator. Okay, that can be used in a recipe. And of course you have in the picture. So, the, the fancy word I think they're using for these new capabilities for chat GPT-4 are multimodal. So being able to interact with, with images and audio. Now, that's not out to the public yet. Uh, GTP-4 is available to paid users um, only. They haven't released it to free chat GPT users yet. But those are some of the things that are coming is just being able to interact with and eventually, I would imagine, get output back in different forms. Text is awesome, but being, being able to go from, say, text to audio. Now, by the way, in terms of things some of y'all probably already reading about, those of us who use uh, voice as part of the security for bank accounts. Well, that's been problematic because there's already technology out there that can duplicate your voice well enough to get past that type of security. So for those of y'all who are in the cybersecurity field, you will never ever be without a job. 
at least not in our lifetime. Um, but but on the positive side, the ability to interact with different modes of communication, like visual and audio, that's something that's coming in the relatively short term. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, you know, we don't know where everything's going, but, you know, one thing about technology in the future is things tend to be, you know, get better, cheaper, and yeah, faster. And faster. Um, which in many ways benefits small business owners mm -hmm. because, you know, it allows us to do way more than we ever could do with less. And, you know, with our flexibility and other stuff. So, you know, as a small business owner, how do you see yourself using chat GBT and other AI programs in the future? So one of the, as you mentioned, one of the things that I'm excited about as far as how technologies like this can help small business owners, entrepreneurs, is uh, giving them the ability to do some things that they used to have to pay other people for and potentially lowering their costs and helping them become more productive. Now, still getting a handle on exactly how this looks. I mean, we already talked about content creation. That one's an easy one. We talked about the ability to, to use this type of technology for chatbots that can handle easily asked, easily answered inquiries to your website. Uh, so customer service. Other people are starting to use this technology as a personal assistant. Now, again, that's one of my research projects is to find out exactly how they're doing this and what type of programming, if any, is involved. Because one of the things that I didn't even talk about, and there may be some programmers on the call, that programmers are using ChatGPT to uh, double check the software programs that they write, to check for bugs. If they're trying to program something in Python or Ruby or something like that, and they run into an obstacle, they're asking ChatGPT, hey, I've got this code. I'm trying to do this. How do I do it? And ChatGPT helps them. So there are applications like that that I think it's going to help lower the cost. Now, you know, we've been talking about writing. So you can give ChatGPT instructions to write the content for your website, for uh, web pages, for blog posts, for standard operating procedures. It can help you get your new employees up to speed faster because it can help you to create documentation for how you want things to run in your business. And I'm not going to say nobody likes writing that, but most business owners have no interest in writing documentation. And that's something that you can offload to a tool like ChatGPT and then come back and fine tune it. We're never going to get away from, at least in the short term, having a human being look at the output, 
fine tune it and make sure that it makes sense. Because one of the things I didn't mention is something called hallucinations, which is where you ask a question, the response comes back and it makes zero sense at all. Now, what's even more dangerous and the, the thing that we all need to be aware of with this type of technology is that it will give you or it can give you a response that sounds really plausible, but is totally wrong. And it will give it back to you with the same apparent level of confidence than it, than it would if it gave you a perfectly correct answer. So common sense and critical thinking are still super important. You've got to sanity check whatever you get back. But Andrew, in answer to your questions, things like Rob just mentioned programming, things like designing a website and, and starting to create the content for the web pages. You can do those types of things and then you can still pay an editor or a copywriter, but you won't need to pay them nearly as much because most of the work will be done. All they'll be doing is looking at a product and fine tuning it. Okay. So, and, and time, you know, time is money as a small business owner and, you know, it can take you hours to write, you know, an article to write the content for your website. Um, and, you know, if that's not your, your expertise anyways, it can take even more time and doesn't even end up being that good. So, um, you know, definitely, um, it can be a tremendous resource for, um, for entrepreneurs and business owners. So, um, Andrew, if I can, if I can mention one other thing, I, I don't forget real quick. Um, the, the temptation is to use this as a search tool. Some people are asking, is this gonna replace Google? Uh, no, it does something different from Google. Even though it looks like this tool can be used as a search tool, keep in mind as Rob dropped in the chat, data only goes up to the end of 2021. And what this tool does is it gives you, it creates or generates new content. So it's not going out and searching what's on the current internet. It's taking a data set that it's already got and giving you an answer based on that. Okay. So for that reason, it's not designed to do the same thing that Google is. So you shouldn't use it like that. In time, and, and Bing has already started to do this, what's going to happen is the tool is going to be able to go out, search the internet, pull information from the current web in answer to your question, run it through natural language processing and spit out an answer like chat GPT does now. That's coming. Okay, excellent. So so you, you missed your calling. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I'm, let me just let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> so how is chat GPT? Chatty G, yeah, Um, You know, that's that's a question that I'm gonna. Maria, what I would suggest that you do, jump into Chat GPT and ask it. Okay. So, because that's what I'm gonna go back and do. 
because uh, what I don't know is how often we know that the, the data is cut off as of 2021. I think it's like September of 2021. So what I don't know is how often, you know, they're incorporating new data into it. So Maria, that's one I have to find out myself. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So, you know, one thing that's always a challenge is an hour goes really fast, especially when you're talking about interesting stuff. But, uh, but I think this has been great because, um, you know, having a dialogue on this, um, this is really a technology tool that, you know, all of us as small business owners can, can benefit from and actually use as is right now. So, um, you know, hopefully you've got more of a perspective on from joining us. But what I'd like you to do is think about, you know, we've talked about a whole bunch of things. Think about three things that people should focus on um, going forward after this call in terms of chat GBT and being able to use that to benefit their business. So. Take a second to think about those. I'm going to take a take a minute to just um, share a couple things. Um, you know, number one, you know, we've got the Small Business Pro Network, so I encourage you to join. Um, and also, one of the benefits of the Small Business Pro Network is we have um, many courses that are available for free, and one of them is, um, you know, a summary or a introduction to the masterpreneur playbook and that's really a book that i wrote um, to help people understand the five steps that are required to be able to grow a business so we'll take a minute just to see what those are and then we'll be back with stan talking small business the best sports teams have a proven playbook everyone should have one we've got one for you because there are so many things you need to know as a business owner Many business owners work longer and harder for less money than if they had a job because they are on the wrong path. Break that cycle with the Masterpreneur Playbook, a five-step business growth plan that addresses the challenges that business owners face going from working in their business to working on their business. Hello, my name is Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO. The Masterpreneur Playbook incorporates proven strategies for successfully growing your business that I discovered during my personal journey. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to accelerate the growth of your business, make more money, and have more free time? Of course you would. Don't hesitate. Visit www.sbprou.com to download a complimentary copy of the Masterpreneur Playbook today. Okay, welcome back to Leadership Live at 805. I'm here with Stan Robinson. And, you know, as we close it out with three key things that you should be taking away from today that you can really take and implement starting tomorrow or even tonight if you're working late um, to really take advantage of the benefits of chat GPT. So, Stan, what, what, what should we know and what should we be thinking about and focusing on? Um, my suggestions would be in one you've heard before, which is when you do start experimenting with it before you release anything to the public that you've produced using chat GPT, please double check it, sanity check it. If you have to Google 
<laughs> some of the answers, if they don't make sense, do that. Um, because ChatGPT does not know when it's wrong, unfortunately. So we still need to take some time just to make sure that it makes sense. Another thing is in your business, look and see if there are any repetitive tasks that may be able to be automated. Okay, because this is a tool that may be able to help you with some of those. And the good news about being a small business before you take on a, a large staff is that as a small business, you may not have to worry about cutting people's jobs because you may be still be the person doing those five different jobs that in the future you would have five different people doing. So before you even reach the point where you've got five people doing those jobs, think about what can be automated now. And the other is, we haven't talked about this, but it's a question, well, I think we touched on authenticity, is just um, deciding how you're going to let customers, et cetera, know when, say, content that you've produced has been written in collaboration with ChatGPT so that they know that, uh, and this is something, as I said, eventually everyone's just going to assume it. But right now we're kind of in a transition phase. And if any of you are in professional services, you definitely, number one, this is not a substitute for your professional advice. Law firms, I'm sure CPA firms, financial services firms are already sending out emails saying, do not use this to issue professional advice. So those are a few things just to keep in mind. Okay. So, so you said, Trust but verify. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, you want to use it to to automate, but rather than getting rid of people, you want to use it to not have to bring on more people in many ways, because um, those tasks are still going to be done. And um, you know, you have to make it yours. You know, you have your brand. Um, you you communicate in a certain way so um you have to make whatever content make sure that it's 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 yours and what you want it to say um comes through so um this is great stan so thank you again for for coming out spending the evening chatting with me about daddy g and um <laughs> you know actually i'm, I'm going to send something out on that and maybe it'll go viral <laughs> a lot of other people don't know, have trouble pronouncing it or remembering all the letters. You got it. <laughs> Chatty G. Love it. Uh, yes. Thanks, Andrew. I appreciate so, the invitation. This all right. So thank you so much. At the end of the day, if your business isn't growing, it's dying. So we want to make sure that um, you know how to focus on where the real growth is, because the goal is to make 2023 our best year ever. And, um, you know, I'm definitely on track to do that. Um, Precious, I know you're on track to do that. And many other people that I'm working with and know are going to do that, too. So um, looking forward. Thanks for tuning in, turning in. And, you know, always remember, at the end of the day, the more that you know, the faster and more profitably your business is going to grow. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Okay.